You're listening to Proclaim Gospel, coming to you from Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Your host is Evangelist Joel Gums. Welcome back to Proclaim Gospel, the word of Yahweh to the world. Uh, This exciting study of the book of Revelation continues. We last look at the symbolic language of Revelation and we recognize that Revelation's symbols and imagery should not be taken literally unless the scripture says that we should. Today we're going to look at the Godhead. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost in the book of Revelation, this awesome book of prophecy. But before we do that, let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we come again to your word, the wonderful book of Revelation, in which you have pronounced a blessing on those who read it, I pray that you will open the hearts of man and woman, boys and girls, to receive your word. And in the end, when they have allowed themselves to be led by your Holy Spirit with humility, that you will fill them with your Holy Spirit. And Father, ultimately, that we will be saved in your eternal kingdom. So I thank you for your grace, and I thank you for your mercy as we study your word. In your Son's name, with thanksgiving. Amen. The Godhead. Uh, In other words, you may say the Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, how do they appear in the book of Revelation? Uh... What are their functions in the book of Revelation? Let us go on into this study. All right, so Revelation chapter 1 and verse 11 begins like this. Saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. And what you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia and to Laodicea. This book of Revelation was sent as a letter to the seven churches in Asia Minor in John's day. However, Revelation was not written for them only, but for all generations of Christians throughout history. I am so happy about that. And so we're going to look at Revelation chapter 1 verse 4 and 5 and Romans chapter 1 and verse 7 to see what common greeting is found in these texts and from whom is the greeting given. This is very important to the study of the book of Revelation and the authenticity of the divine author. So now we look at Revelation 1 verse 4 and 5. It says, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Yeshua Hamashiach the faithful witness the firstborn from the dead and the ruler over the kings of the earth to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood Romans 1 verse 7 to all who are in Rome beloved of Yahweh called to be saints Grace to you and peace from Yahweh our Father and uh, the Master Yeshua HaMashiach or Jesus Christ. As you see here, both of these texts offer an 
epistolary greeting, or in other words, in other words, brothers and sisters, it simply means of relating to or suitable to a letter, or carried in or carried on by letters. Okay, so it says here, grace and peace to you. And this phrase consists of the Greek greetings, charis or grace, and the Hebrew greetings, shalom, peace, or well-being. So now we can see from these texts, the givers of grace and peace are the three persons of the Godhead. We read about the seven spirits, we read about Yahweh, we read about Yeshua. So this is very interesting that all three persons of the Godhead are given this letter to the churches. That's the importance of the book of Revelation, not saying that the other parts of the book or the scriptures uh, is not important, but this is coming down to the end of time and all three persons in the Godhead delivered this book of Revelation. Now, Yahweh the Father is identified as the one who is and who was and who is to come. And you see that in Revelation 1.8. It says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Most High, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Very interesting, isn't it, that Yeshua himself calls himself the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Now, this designation refers to the divine name Yahweh, which means I am who I am or I will be who I will be. And you will find that in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 14. So the Holy Spirit is referred to as the seven spirits. In scripture, seven is a number of fullness. Then the seven spirits means the Holy Spirit is active in all seven churches. This image refers to the omnipresence of the Holy Spirit and his constant work among Yahweh's people through history, enabling them to fulfill their calling. So the church cannot fulfill the calling of Yeshua or of Yahweh if they are void of the Holy Spirit. They're just doing their own things and the church will not grow, the church will not be effective and the forces of darkness would have this church taken to task. So brothers and sisters, the church needs Yahweh's Holy Spirit. Now Yeshua is identified by three titles. The faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth. You can find that in Revelation 1 verse 5. They refer to his death on the cross, his resurrection, and his reign in heaven. Then John states what Yeshua has done. He loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his Elohim and Father, your scripture would say, to his God and Father. Now, friends, in Yeshua or Jesus, the world beheld the invisible God or the invisible Yahweh. I am in the Father, he said, and the Father in me. He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. If you had known me, you should have known my father also. And from henceforth ye know him, and have seen him. In all our acts of true devotion, we fix our eye of faith upon our advocate, who is standing between man and the eternal throne, waiting to meet our every effort. 
and by His Spirit assist us to a more perfect knowledge of Yahweh. The Lamb of Yahweh is represented before us as in the midst of the throne of Yahweh. He is the great ordinance by which man and Yahweh are united and commune together. Thus men are represented as sitting in heavenly places in Yeshua HaMashiach, or Jesus Christ. This is the appointed place of meeting between Yahweh and humanity. Yeshua is doing such a great important work that he became as man. He redeemed us from eternal damnation, eternal death. He is our brother in the presence of the Almighty, Yahweh the Father, interceding on our behalf. Aren't you happy that Yeshua has become as man? He is the Son of Man. That is one of the names that he is called, Son of Man, Yahweh, God with us. Would you say praise the name of the Most High? Brothers and sisters, with all our sins and weaknesses, we are not cast aside as worthless. Would you say amen? The glory that rested upon Yeshua at his baptism is a pledge of the love of Yahweh for us. It tells us of the power of prayer, how the human voice may reach the air of Yahweh and our petition find acceptance in the courts of heaven. What a privilege, what an awesome privilege to come into the presence of the Most High, justified by what the Son of the Most High had done on the cross of Calvary. Brothers and sisters, friends, the book of Revelation is an awesome book to read. Get down into some deep study of the book of Revelation and you will see the great love that Yahweh has for us. By sin, earth was cut off from heaven and alienated from its communion. But Yeshua has connected it again with the sphere of glory. Oh, how joyful! Oh, how awesome the saints should be for this great act of love that Yeshua went to the cross of Calvary. His love has encircled man and reached the highest heaven. The light which fell from the open portals upon the head of our Savior will fall upon us as we pray for help to resist temptation. When we pray to Yahweh, when we pray, all heaven is eager to come to our aid. Yeshua is there interceding for us. He is saying to his father, Father, forgive him. Father, forgive her. For my blood was shed on the cross of Calvary. And when Yeshua holds up his nail-pierced hands, his nail-scarred hands to his father, and his father sees the spare wound in his side, and he sees the nail prints in the feet of his son, and the prince from the crown of thorn on the brow of his son. He remembers it as if it were yesterday, and he forgives us because he loves us with an everlasting love. Would you say amen? The voice which spoke to Yeshua says to every believing soul, This is my beloved child, in whom I am well pleased. Brothers and sisters, our Redeemer has opened the way so that the most sinful, the most needy, May find access to the Father. All may have a home in the mansions which Yeshua has gone to prepare. Would you say Amen? As I come to the end of this wonderful study, the question is asked, do we believe with all the heart that Yeshua is coming and that we are now having the last message of mercy that is ever to be given to a guilty world? I do believe. 
Is our example what it should be? Do we by our lives and holy conversation show to those around us that we are looking for the glorious appearing of our Master and Savior Yeshua who shall change these vile bodies and fashion them like unto his glorious body? Are we living the example? Are we portraying Christ in the flesh? Well, sadly, I fear that we do not believe and realize these things as we should. Those who believe the important truths that we profess should act out their faith. We should act out our faith. There is too much seeking after amusements and things to take the attention in this world. And that's a sad state of the church today. And yes, the church, which has been referred to as the Laodicean church, is in a lukewarm, insipid state. Too much worldliness and cares is choking the church today from getting up and going into active mission to seek and to save the lost. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. The mind is left too much upon dress and the tongue is engaged too often in light and trifling conversation, which gives the lie to our profession. For our conversation is not in heaven, whence we look for the Savior. It's a sad quotation from the pen of inspiration. The church is consumed with the things of life. Many people who profess to be Christians are burdened down with the materialism and seeking of material gain and fame. Brothers and sisters, Yeshua is coming soon. Let us prepare our hearts to meet him by reading the prophecies of this book of Revelation. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, today I thank you once again for another portion of your word. I thank you, Father, for the gift of prophecy. I thank you for your sure word of prophecy. Help us to recognize that you are coming soon and that you are even at the door. And as we read these wonderful prophecies, it would prepare us for the things that are to come that we would not be caught off guard like those who are sleeping in darkness. But Father, as we occupy this world, help us to keep an eye on the eastern sky and that we may look up and recognize that our redemption dried nigh. And you have sent us out into the world to make disciples and to warn them of your second coming. Forgive us where we have erred, I pray. And may you always be with us as you have said, even unto the end of the world. So touch lives, change hearts, and save souls, I pray. In your son's name, with thanksgiving, amen. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, you can write us at Proclaim Gospel, P.O. Box 336, Rowtown, Tortola, British Virgin Islands. Or you may email us at ProclaimGospelVI at gmail.com Our telephone number is 1-284-547-4601 If you desire Bible studies or prayer, please contact us. Yahweh bless you.